Alright, so this is the first episode of Mr. Coldman Power Organic Fitness, or it could be just Coldman Power Podcast. Up for debate currently, so yeah, we'll put it to a vote. <laughs> right, so what I'll do is I'll start off by telling you a small bit about my background. I, for all the world, have um, spent a period of time in college, I spent five years in college. My um, sports background is I was fairly athletic. I played hurling, I played football, I played soccer, you name it. Uh, the sports I, I was on. I did a small bit of gymnastics actually for a while in my younger days. Uh, maybe that's why I'm so... I'm going to say I'm half decent flexible. Yeah, of course I am. Yeah, keep that stretching up. Flexibility is key. Right. So anyway, going back to uh, college, I... Spent a period of five years in college, flat, straight. I did four years of uh, horticulture based in WIT. And I'm a Waterford man, actually. I'm a 28-year-old male, too. And then from that, then, I went to UCC, where I got a master's in organic horticulture. I was actually the only um, course doing organic horticulture in Ireland at the time. And, yeah, it's pretty rare. Chalk that down, winning. So anyway, after that, I was obviously due to get a job, so I sent out my CVs, and the only job I could get was a job in, for all the world, a tomato factory. It was a commercially um, hydroponic system where, I'd say what hydroponics is, it's where tomatoes, our plants are grown in rock wool insulation, and not the soil. And... It was the job that we had. We started at 6, myself and my cousin and uh, a whole lot of Eastern Europeans. Started at 6 a.m. And from that then we went all flat out till 1 o'clock. It was a half an hour break. Walked up one side, picking tomatoes, fired them into a crate. Walked back down the other, picked tomatoes and fired them into the crate. End of the day, how many did you get? Six boxes. Beauty. Four boxes. Not so good. Five boxes. You're doing all right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, five years of college, master's degree, couldn't get any other job. I was the most qualified, under-experienced individual that I, I did ever seen when I was sending out my CV. And I was like, this is just... I was nearly fit to throw my hat at it. And I was like, what am I going to do here? So I spent a period of six months actually at that job in total. And then I said, look, saw this, I'm going off to Australia doing a bit of uh, travelling. So all the, all the time I was hurling and footballing and huge gaman, Waterford man, Dacia man till I die. <laughs> so then I said I'm going to Australia. So I booked flights to Australia, myself and a buddy, and we headed off. We ended up in Perth. Kind of came into the same problem over there again. Had all the qualifications, master's degree, but boom, no experience. Access denied. Anyway, got a job. Actually started playing hurling straight away and the lad said, do you have a job? And I was like, no. And then they said, right, we'll set you up, hook you up. Sorted. Inside in the building site the next day. Stayed there for nine months. Loved it. Do you know what I mean? Socialising, playing the hurling with the lads. Um, you couldn't beat it. <coughs> Excuse me. So then I was like, right, I'm fond of this place now. There's a bit of crack. The sun is good. Yeah, I'll stay here. Right, I'll do my regional work. So... I ended up on a farm out in uh, Sydney, 
but uh, when I say Sydney, I don't mean like Sydney CBD, the centre where all the crack is happening. I was out in a town called Gooligong, and this town <laughs> had no public transport to it. Yeah, there wasn't a bus, <laughs> nor a train, or a sign of it. The nearest town was 45 minutes away, and yeah, it was a commercial farm, it was a dairy farm, that had 5,000 dairy cows. I right, just put that in perspective. A handy-sized farm or over here would have 50. 100 would be, might be a big herd. 5,000. Okay, 5,000 dairy cows. Milked 365 days of the year. That's in three times a day. Oh boy. Yeah. So, it doesn't matter if it was your birthday. doesn't matter if it was Christmas Day. doesn't matter if it was something that's christening. You were working. And actually, I didn't have to, I, I was over there throughout the Christmas period, and I didn't have to work Christmas Day, thankfully. But <laughs> I get lucky every now and again. You make your own luck. All right, so I did my regional work, and from that then I had friends on the farm that said, would you go to Thailand? So I went to Thailand, actually, and followed them over, and ended up staying on this private island. And, God, it was, it was glorious. It was great over there. And I applied for my second-year visa for Australia then. Had a great time in Thailand, travelling all around, um, and I ended up in Chiang Mai I was up in Chiang Mai and it was coming up to the end of four weeks and I applied for my visa the, st- like the first week I applied for it and never heard a message or a peep about it all the time was sending these emails any update, love to head back to Australia so I was just biding my time and I was like the month, I was getting, was getting worried like it was a week left before I think for all the world I was only allowed to spend a month in Thailand without a visa I was, and then I was applying for my Australian visa. So, yeah, I was coming up to the last couple of days, and then I was kind of sweating a small bit, and anyway, then I was like, I better take out a bit of money, I'm running low on um, cash. So I went to the ATM, and this was must have been three days left for all the world, and then my bank had, in Australia, said access denied or whatever, and you take out the card, and I was like, what? What's going on here? got an email from the bank saying, you've overstayed your... Um, in Thailand, because I only told my bank at the time when you go on holidays, you meant to tell them how long you're going for, so there's no fraud can occur if your car gets lost, blah, blah, which often happens if you're on holidays, you leave your card somewhere or leave it in an ATM. And I was like, no. And I was traveling on my own, and I was like, oh, I was just with some friends there earlier on the holidays, I could ask them for a bit of cash. Do get me out of it with a bit of a, a stickler. So what do I do then? I was like, oh man, what do I want to do? So I was like, alright, will I, yeah. Uh, will I try to fly back into Australia? Should I keep the head down? Do you know what I mean? Put a cap on, say nothing, chance it. Or will I just maybe go to a different place? Try somewhere else, somewhere else, Southeast Asia. That could be good. But then I was like, oh, maybe I should go home. Maybe back to Ireland. Try that out. So I was like, Pwah. I was told actually on travelling that I should, if you're going to go home, make sure you go home for the right reasons. Because once you go home, you can get caught and for all the world, you end up staying and so, something happens. Anything can happen when you're when you're home. Like you just change your mind. You say, "Ah, oh, it's too comfortable here," or blah blah blah. So I was anyway. I was in the hostel, staying in the in the double bunk beds as you do <laughs> in the 12, 12 or fifteen <laughs> dorm room with lads snoring from night night till noon. <laughs> so I decided, yeah, that's it. Booking a flight home. Wasn't home for Christmas. That's it. Just go on for two, three weeks. As soon as a, a visa comes through, back over to Australia. And my bags were anywhere in Melbourne. I left my bags in Melbourne. And that was it. 
I had actually a job lined up in landscaping. I had finally got me a job in a, a job in uh, the horticulture industry, and it was a start. I was like, yeah, lovely. Had that organised, and so then I was sitting in Australia, or sitting in Thailand, sorry, in the hostel, and I was like, right, flight booked, bam. Put in uh, the car details and just closed up the iPad. Bang! Right, I said straight to the markets. Get yourself trinkets. Get yourself T-shirts for the folks, the brother, the sister, you name it. A couple of close friends, and we're laughing. So, spent nearly pretty much as good as all the cash I had, and um, leaving a small bit always. And then went to bed. Set the alarm for half five. No bother getting up early. Had booked the taxi. Took took a little bit of a car. <laughs> kind of bike kind of a job <laughs> so that arrives and just as I'm kind of leaving the hostel closing the door phone kind of buzzes we're still in the Wi-Fi zone and from that then it was just like flight details and I was like what was this about next thing sat on the tuk-tuk opened up the email and it was like your flight detail your flight your card has not been able to withdraw funds oh my god and I was like what I don't believe it I was like sitting in the tuk-tuk this sweat just kind of cold sweat came on my head I'm sitting there going Oh, what am I going to do? Like, how did I think if I couldn't fly, I couldn't take out money, that I could buy a flight home? I don't know what I was thinking. Do you know what I mean? That's just <laughs> ludicrous, right? So then I, your man did in the taxi. He's like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Just keep going. I'll worry about when I get to the airport. So I get to the airport and I was like, oh, God, I need uh, Wi-Fi quick. So I need to, I went up to the information desk and I was like, Sorry, I need some help here. And uh, her English wasn't wasn't A1 for all the world. So I'm talking to this woman and she's there trying to help me and not being extremely helpful, but doing her best nonetheless. And she's there, ah, oh, no, yeah, with your flight, you don't flight. And I was like, you don't pay. And I was like, I did pay, but I don't. my, my bank has cancelled my card and I have money here. And I was kind of like, do you do IOUs, kind of? And then she, I, like, I have money on this card. Could you, ah, you know? And then she's like, oh. Do you not even understand half of what I'm saying? And I'm like, still freaking out now in the airport. Flight. I was there, trimming the, the recommended three hours before. Had a bit of coverage time. So, time is ticking away here, and I'm like going, Jesus, like, just give me the Wi-Fi, I'll try something else. I, uh, and she's like, no Wi-Fi. And I'm like, what do you mean no Wi-Fi in the airport? And I was like, there's a massive sign over your left shoulder there that says, free Wi-Fi, give me the password. And then she said, I'm not able to understand you. And then I was like, this is ridiculous, just left her in a huff. So I went over to this um, person, just a random, at the side of uh, one of these seats, and in the airport, she was waiting for a flight, and I said, here, where's the nearest shop? And she was like, down that way, it's a good bit down the road, and I was like, I don't care, I'm running down, whatever bit of cash I have, I'm going to buy myself some data, because I didn't have data on the phone, I had a smartphone, of course, like on the iPad. So, like, you just imagine, like in Dublin, for all the world, where's the nearest shop? It's a saucy bit away, like it's, it's a good run. <laughs> it's a good, it's a good drive. <laughs> so anyway, I'm I'm put on my back, my bag. Only I carry on luggage, right? So that's all. I'm looking at the bag here now. It's a six pack mm-hmm. bag. It's a classic, and I <laughs> put on my bag, pegged it down the road fast as I could. God, it could have took me, could have took me an hour to run it. I mean, I run as fast as I can now. And got down to the shop, bought the credit, whooshed back up fast as good, cheap enough. Obviously, you live in Thailand, it's not too dear. But still, I had minimal cash, no mates around to give me a dig out. Back up to the airport, I had missed the flight. That was it. <laughs> the flight had gone. Right, so that's, I'm going great. That's it, now I have a bit of time. What can I do? I was going, yes, I have money, 
on an Irish card at home. I text my brother. He's at home. He's li- still uh, living at home. Get on that one. It's in my sock drawer. Pull it out there. Take it out. Take a picture front and back. Not recommending that one. All right. So I was there. Yeah, I'm laughing. Just waiting for the brother to text back. But then I was like, I think as I was waiting, I was just there kind of sitting there. Trying to tap in the foot. Kind of going, yeah. Just waiting for a text, yeah. So <laughs> sitting at the airport and going, I actually had taken a photograph of that before I left Ireland myself. So then I was like, I'm laughing. So I'm looking through the phone, and do you know why you swap SIM cards and you swap memory cards in the phones from one phone to another? Sometimes the photos can get all jumbled up. I would have had over 10,000. What could have been? I'm going to say 15,000 photos. Right? 15,000 photos. That's a nice belt of them. And I had the photographs of the card front and back, but to find them was the next mission. So I'm there flicking through these. In the, fir- in the first hour, we'll say. So the flight, next flight from. Ireland, or sorry, to Ireland, was in for all the world, four hours, I was grand, I was actually laughing, something along those lines from where I was now, sitting there in the airport, <sighs> flicking through this phone, looking through all these images, and I'm just going, yes, after an hour, I found the first one, we're winning, we're on to a winner, found the front of it, just need the back now, the three digits, the essential ones, right, we're on to it. Flick it through it. Oh, God. And I, I, I remember going through them once. I went through all these photos twice. I was like, how, did I, how did I miss this? Where is this photograph I'm looking for? Just the CVV, the last three digits of this. Eventually, I found it. Right? Took me absolutely ages. So, we're laughing. Took out the iPad. Quick. Bang. <clears throat> Next thing, the flight for all the world is two hours. No, it's three hours away. Lovely. Perfect time. Put in my car details. Put in your name. Book the flight. There you go. Chiang Mai, Bangkok, Bangkok, Abu Dhabi, Abu Dhabi, Dublin. Lovely. Right. So I'm kind of sitting there again, kind of going, started. We're on to it. We're heading home. That's all I wanted. Next thing I'm going, like, never got the confirmation email. Started to sweat again. (laughs) So we're sitting in the airport going, oh man, (laughs) what's going to happen here now again? But I was right. I was first in the queue. So I was like, maybe, maybe it's just because it was so close that I booked the flight. So, I was like first in the queue. No shadow of a doubt was I not going to be first on this plane. Queued up, saw the sign, you know what I mean, Ireland or for all the world. Yeah, I can't remember what the flight um, lads were. But, got up to the counter, handed in the passport. Next thing, she says, hello, Mr. Power. And I was like, how are you? She goes, uh, you flying to uh, Ireland today? And says, yes, uh, Chiang Mai, Bangkok, Bangkok, Abu Dhabi, Abu Dhabi, Dublin. And she's like, Oh yeah, oh if you're going to Bangkok you actually have to go over in that line. And I was like, What? <laughs> that line with about twenty five people queued up there. And then she's there, yeah. I was like, Can I just scoot across? And I go in over there and she's like, nah, you gotta go straight to the back. And I was like, Are you for real? I've been here. I don't know how many hours. I've been first in this queue, sweating. So and then she's like, No, there's no excuses. And I was like, What the hell? So I got back to the back of the queue. And I was there going, Oh man, I just want to go home right now. Like I just don't have enough of this crack. Like traveling, I'm I'm absolutely knackered. I'm exhausted. Sweating. I look, do you know mean that cold sweat started to come over me again? Back of the queue, said a little prayer. Don't even say that many prayers. I'd be like, oh, please, God, just get me home. I just want to go home. There's no place like home. Tapping my heels like, what's her name? Tinkerbell, is it? <laughs> so anyway, next thing, got to the top of the queue. Handed in the passport. And she just goes, hello, Mr. Power. And I was like, oh, hi, how are you? Uh, going to Abu Dhabi? You know, if you're going to, from Bangkok to Abu Dhabi to Dublin? And I was like, yes, yes, yes. And then she was like, 
oh, but do I have the flights? And she was like, yeah, of course you have the flights. And I was like, well, sure, why wouldn't you have the flights? It was like a long story. I paid for a flight yesterday and didn't work out in the car and the bank. Look, don't worry about that. She was like, oh, of course you do. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so happy. I literally jumped round over the side of the thing, gave her a big massive hug. And then the security man's running over to me. He's like, you cannot do that. <laughs> so, right. I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm just so happy. Do you know what I mean? Share the love, man. All right. Hop back down. Took the passport. Took the tickets. I was on it. Next thing, got on the flight. Like these are so. It's a, it's a fair old flight now from Thailand to Bangkok to Abu Dhabi to Abu Dhabi to Dublin. Oh, I don't know. Was it was definitely it was twenty. We could have been close to thirty hours. The breaks in between, and all the time waiting for this brother to take me back. And I'd say it was in Abu Dhabi or just about to hop on a flight has on the Wi-Fi zone now again, and all going good. Next thing the brother was like sending me the WhatsApp text and was like. Still need a picture of that card, man. And I was like, no, man, you're grand. Uh, talk to you soon. <laughs> and I hadn't been in unbelievable contact with him, but I was texting him saying, yeah, what time are you uh, finished working stuff? Or he was working in Waterford City. And I said, I'll, I might give you a phone call. I haven't talked to you in a while. And he said, grand. So next thing, I got to Dublin. And then I was like, will I surprise my sister in Dublin first? No, no, I go home. Because I think that she... No, I knew that she was coming home that weekend anyway. So, went home and... Sorry, got to Dublin. Absolutely freezing. I had nothing but shorts, flip-flops and a couple of tank tops and a shirt. I was wearing two pairs of shorts. I was wearing two pairs of boxers. The temperature difference between Thailand and us. I had no warm clothes, like. Fit for Ireland. You know a little blanket that you get in the long-haul flights? Yeah, I that wrapped around me, like. Walking around I got Dublin first And got the bus down To Waterford From Waterford then I was waiting for the brother To finish up work At uh, 5 o'clock Or half 4 on a Friday Something like that And I was like Benny Texting him As I'm coming down on the bus Now on the Wi-Fi again And I'm having my Irish SIM card uh, Back in the phone And I'm texting him Saying By any chance Do you ever finish early Because I tell you what If I miss them be raging Because then I'd have to get Another bus from Waterford City Inside To Kilmeaden Where I'm from In Waterford Out in the country Because I'm a country kid so next thing, what happened then was, went up and to the car, and I was like, oh my God, looked in my brother's car outside his work, opened up the, tried to open up the back door, there was a big massive woolly hat in the back of it, I was like, oh my God, and a jacket all over that. Next thing, I'm trying to get into the back, back seat with the car, or the <laughs> back seat of the car, and next thing, I see someone looking out and of the uh, workplace where my brother's walking, I was walking at a dentist at the time, and Someone's looking out the blinds, and I was there trying to open the back of the car with really nothing but shorts and this big massive blanket and a big massive bag. I literally was like, "Who, who, who did I look like? I look like someone homeless." So next thing, their brother's in there talking to whoever, and they're like, "Brian, I think there's someone trying to break some homeless lad trying to break into your car." And then <laughs> he opens up the door, and I was just like, "Cool," and I was like, "Yeah." And he's just like, "What are you doing?" And I was just like, "Ah." Uh, just coming home for a bit of dinner or something. I said to him, <laughs> ran over, gave him a big hug. And he was like, does man know? And I was like, nobody knows. Man. So next thing, hopped in the car and we text man. It brought my brother, Brian text man and said, we're coming. <laughs> we're coming home. I'm coming home now. I'm bringing a mate. Can we, can you put on extra dinner for him? And then my mum was just like, you seen the text, was just like, yes. But in her, in your head, like, I knew she was freaking out. She's kind of going, how the hell am I going to put on an extra dinner within about 15, 20 minutes? And then she was like, freaking out. Like, so by the time we got home, that was grand. And Brian went in first. 
And next thing he didn't, someone pull up. So I had to jump into the garage. Next thing the dog is, the dog hadn't seen me in a year, like more than a year. And dog was like jumping all over me. Freak, freak, calm down, calm down, calm down. Chancellor is his name. So then, <laughs> that actually, do you know what it was? One of the lads from the GA. And they were like, oh yeah, we're just dropping off the, the bibs here now. And uh, Brian is like, oh yeah, Grant, could you, we'll see you up training later. John trains on tonight, like Grant. So he's there stalling. He's like, oh, jeez, do you remember the match last week? Maybe your man, he should have scored a goal. And you should have brought in, uh, should have brought in your man. He, he would have been great there, do you know what I mean? Bit of a buzz, bring the team on, do you know what I mean? An impact sub, we should have brought him. And Brian's there all the time. Yeah, yeah, Grand Grand, can you head off there? We have dinner on the table there. And next thing, Dad was like, dinner? And then uh, Mam was like, where the hell is your friend, Brian? Where's Adam? And uh, he's like, oh, he's just outside there for a sec. He'll be in one minute. So I... Waiting for your man. <laughs> and I was freezing my ass off with a blanket still in the bag around my back. Looking like the homeless kid I was. Right, as soon as one of the boys from the GA left, went over to the front door. Next thing, had the blanket over my head. Opened up the front door. And we have one of those kind of fog glazing windows. And didn't I... <laughs> what? Open up the door. And had the blanket over my head. And I was just, just about to open the door. And next thing, I heard Dad saying, Do you bring home a girl, Brian? <laughs> Because I had the blanket over my head. Did I have long hair at the time? No, actually, I chopped, I cut it off short. Opened up the thing and I went, surprise! And they were bawling. Like, man, first man was bawling, right? <laughs> couldn't couldn't realise what the hell is happening. And then she just came over, gave me a big massive hug. And dad was kind of, uh, actually, he, my father had a play on. He was in a local play that night. And uh, I don't know that the father even come over straight away, give me a hug. He just kind of goes, dinner's getting cold. Come on, <laughs> sit down. So yeah, that was an absolute uh, classic. So there was only one other person then I had to um, surprise my sister. And she was coming from Dublin. And I, what? <laughs> I had to wait for her to come home. And then, so I went out the back door. And she came in the front. Still, still didn't know I was here. And I went to the front door, rang the doorbell. And had the blanket over my head. And she, someone's brain or man maybe said, go answer the door there, George. I think it's for you. So next thing, she would answer the door. And I just went, money for the homeless. And lad, that was it. Absolutely lost it. There's a classic video I think I have. Surprising my sister. And yeah, that was what happened then. That's my uh, return to Ireland. So then there was training on that night. And I rocked up anyway. Absolutely freezing. Long johns, shorts, under armour. Woolly hat under the, the hurling helmet. That's how cold I was. And then I went up and was just having a crack with all the lads. And it was great to be home. And they were asking me, how long are you staying for? I said, ah, three weeks top. As soon as the visa comes and gone. So didn't I... There was a match in between. I think it was the hurling match. Yeah, of course there was hurling. We, we're not a big football club. But we, I'd still play it and I'd be fond of it. But anyway, so we played... I played the first one of the hurling matches. I think it was a, a challenge match. And we win it or whatever. And then they asked me, I oh, would just stay, I would just stay on, this could be a good year. We were down junior. And I I said, Ah oh, lad, uh, my bags are in Australia, they're in Melbourne. And they're in me underneath my cousin's bed. A fair place, my cousin, he had him, you know, he had a steady family and he'd sleep underneath the bed, you know, the way you're laughing. So I was like, Nah, man, I, I can't, I can't. I have a job set up. I have a, I have a woman, I've been emailing her, and she said, look, when are you coming over? And I told her that, um, we're just waiting for the visa, and as soon as you're over, uh, we'll hook you up with the job. We're on to a winner. So anyway, the visa wasn't coming through after the three weeks, and I ended up playing one of the first rounds, I think. 
but we played the first round of the championship and we won that and then they were kind of like oh you must stay you'll have to stay and I was like nah so anyway then we, we won the next round and the visa still didn't come through we won the following round this visa hadn't come through this is two months I'm home now then I was like jeez I better get a job got a job for a while as uh, on an organic farm um, just doing labour and work around the place he had a small holding of uh, dairy cows and he had a small patch of vegetables so from that then I was like Jesus what's going on here we we ended up getting to the semi-final right and then for all the world I was like right I think I might make the decision I'm going to make the call I'm going to fly home as soon as we get knocked out we can't keep winning we won the semi-final we were in the eastern final we won the eastern final we got to the county final I was playing with the brother father was part of the selective panel and the first aid team and I was like this is the dream this is it going to win the county final we played the county final in Dungarvan and Waterford we won the county final and I was like this is it I cannot believe it what a dream small club ballied off winning the county final it was the first county medal I'd ever won and I was like that was it that was the sending off right so then we got into Munster I was like right as soon as we're, we lose we lose I'm gone so I was like Pwah. we got into the quarter final in Munster we bet the Tipperary lads we got into the semi-final of Munster. <laughs> we bet Bally Bacon, the Kerry lads. We got into the Munster final of the Junior Championship. And who did we come up against? Mayfield, the lads from Cork. And I was like, this is, how are we, trying to bally off the small junior club that we are? Absolutely hurling out of our skins. So, and it was, it was the dream, honest to God. Playing with the brother, father there, mother and father, mother and sister, in the supporting crowd, every match, you name it, and being part of the local crew, that was, that was amazing, and then, we got to the Munster final, and didn't we shag and lose, like they, they were better than us, at the end of the day, but it was such an experience, and then I was like, right, that's it, booking the flights, alright, and for all the world, there was some, that, that weekend, or the weekend after, there was a festival on, um, it was called, uh, Ballymaloo Festival, in Cork, and, my sister actually recommended me to go to it or um, volunteer at it, maybe for getting some contacts in relation to horticulture. And I just said, yeah, sure, I'll go. But I wasn't pushed about it, but then she was like, well, you just do it. Like, And then I, I met someone down there and I was volunteering. I was down front of stall because I could do a bit of talking. So I was just inviting people in. And I, <laughs> who did I meet down there? It was uh, one of my lecturers and previous lectures in the Masters in Organic Horticulture and his name was Klaus and he's German and he was there oh hi Coleman how are you and I was there good and then he says first thing he said to me was uh, have you a girlfriend <laughs> and I said to him no have you one for me <laughs> and he said no but I might have a job for you and I said Klaus honest to God I don't want a job I'm going back to Australia literally this weekend I'm going to book my flights my bags are underneath my cousin's bed I have a job set up in Melbourne the sun, the crack is unbelievable out there. I'm fond of it. So, then he said, give me your CV. And then I was like, Klaus, I really don't want your goddamn job. And he said, look, you'd be your own boss. You'd be growing organic vegetables. It'd be totally your scene. Out in the country, you'd love it. And I was like, I am fond of a bit of organic vegetable growing. <laughs> and, then, and then I handed in the CV. And lo and behold... I'm still shagging here. <laughs> and then next thing you're going to ask me is, what about the bags? So, 
the bags were underneath the cousin's bed up till I'm gonna say four I wanna say four odd months ago, was it? Nah maybe maybe five months ago. Tell you what. The cousin was coming over for a holiday and he uh, brought him over and I got the bags back. <laughs> but yeah. So that was uh my introduction as well as my uh, background and how I got from where I am to to where I was. Where I was to where I am. But the first thing I'm going to talk about in this podcast is uh, goal setting and how to stay on track for all the world. So one of the key things that I do myself and I used to do it but now I, now I highly recommend it to everyone and anyone. It's it's setting yourself goals, writing down the things that you want, right? Whether it's fitness related, it's a fit, it's um, what's the other one? Fitness, personal, as well as that family and wealth. Like if you, whatever you want, if you set your target, I want to have an income of forty thousand. I want to have an income of fifty thousand. Right? What do you have to do to get that? I want to reduce my body fat. I want to be fitter. I want to gain muscle. All right. If those are the things that you want, when you write them down, it makes them clear. It's visual. When you have them written down, get yourself a notice board. I am a big believer in what? If you can't see a target, you can't hit it. So I have a goals board. I have one for family. I have one for my business. I have one for personal fitness. And I'm looking at a couple of them here now, and I have I've achieved a lot. Of, and I, it's 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 great to see when you see them. I see them every morning. I get up. I get up pretty pretty early. I'm a kind of early riser. And when you see something every day, it kind of puts you on track because it's easy to get distracted in today's world. You have people looking for your attention. You have you you're at the you're at the contact of a text message, an email. A phone call. For all the world, when you have a smartphone, you are at everyone's beck and call unless you choose to otherwise disconnect. Alright, and I have I've goals up there and when I look at them every morning, I say, what am I going to do or what have I done today that gets me closer to getting as physically fit as I possibly can, reducing my body fat, gaining lean muscle, right? Did I go with, what, what foods did I eat today? Right? Were they in alignment with or what I want? Did I exercise today? If not, is the rest day fine? If not, why not? Do you know what I mean? You can have, you can have, you can have excuses or you can have results. That's kind of it. So a lot of people tell me often, like, how do you stay on track? And say, oh, I don't have the time. I don't have the time. Like. I don't, I don't agree with that statement. We all have the exact same amount of time. For all the world, you tell me what you do every day and I'll tell you where you'll be in six months' time. I'll tell you where you'll be in a year's time. Because what you do in your spare time determines who you become. So for all the world, if you put in an effort in training, if you make healthy food choices, if you eat foods that give you energy, have get, get what? Get where you want to be using complex carbohydrates with a slow release of energy. Eating whole foods, right? All things that'll get you closer and quicker to where you want to be in your fitness 
as well as your health all right because they're two different things all right you can be healthy and you can be fit for all the world this is another point i want to bring across you are in control right you're in control 100 percent of the things that you do once you move out of house once you move out of home you pay your own bills you wipe your own ass you are in control you put 100% of the things that go into your mouth and that you do every day. So don't tell me that, oh, I wasn't able to do this. All right. I know we all have, there's, there's days that that I, I go out, I socialize, I drink alcohol. and But the thing is, I have healthy habits that I get back into. Right, As long as it's not the norm, the done thing. Every weekend, I'm going out. I'm absolutely smashing it. And then the next day, I'm off the rails completely again. I'm having what will I have for breakfast? I'll have the breakfast roll. I'll have I won't maybe I mightn't even have the breakfast roll. I'm so hungover. I'm I'm so smashed that I end up going way off the beaten track, and I'll have the massive fry then, and that just gets you further and further away. But the thing is, you have to really know what you want, and that brings you back to the goals board because when you write down if you want it to get physically fitter or lose body fat or gain muscle, you making those decisions to go out and binge drink and then on top of it, add in the foods that you consumed. And then it's all right then again, going back to it, if you didn't on a once off. But it's it's the it's the knock on effect. It's a knock on effect. You're gonna be tired the next day. You're gonna be you're gonna be that bit more vulnerable. And you need to get back onto your healthy regime and have a look at that goals board because when you write down things for all the world you wrote them down no one else did no one forced you to say oh I want to be a certain I want to fit into a certain dress I want to have more visible abs no one wrote if you wrote those things down if that's what you wanted we I didn't make you write that down you made that choice you're in control you see sometimes we we make up these excuses that Oh, Tom asked me out. I had to have that cake. I. It would be rude not to, right? Don't leave other people drag you back down. Sometimes you have to take you have to take control because if you don't take control, right, it's 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 not going to benefit you. You really do have to make the healthy food choices. Be as active as you possibly can to reach your fitness goals. That's, that's something I'm quite passionate about, really. You see, there's two things, that, or there's one thing that people have, everyone has in common, with there's habits. And for all the world, you can, you can have healthy habits and you can have unhealthy habits. The thing is, to form as many healthy habits as you can. They say it takes 66 days to form a habit. So you need to start doing things that benefit you on a regular basis so that it, it does and will form a habit. All right. Some people think that where they were, where they are now, I want to want to quickly get from where I am A to Z, right? Without going A B C D E. Do you know what I mean? How do you get anywhere? Step by step, you have to. Firstly, for some people, it's join the gym. For the next people, for other people, it's get on a program. All right. For other people, it's to be consistent. And sometimes that's getting someone such as a personal trainer to show you how to do the exercises, such as someone who has more knowledge in food 
than you. I'm not necessarily saying, necessarily saying that's me. It might be someone, someone else that's close to you. It might be someone else that you follow on Instagram, on Facebook, or someone that you know. But the, all the knowledge is out there. You just have to find it. And if the, see, there's a quote. I do like quotes that intelligent people have good answers, but the even more intelligent people have good questions. Because if you ask the questions, you'll find the answers. And that's one that resonates with me hugely. Like some people think then that, oh, it's it's easy. It's easy for her. It's easy for him. They've, they have the genetics. They have the genes. And, and again, that's kind of excuses. You're looking for excuses. You can have excuses or you can have results. Like they put in the time. They put in the effort. They put in the hours. They made the healthy food choices. They exercised. What they, I'm sure, like for instance, I'm giving me as my own best because I'm the best example. I, I do socialize. I do drink beverages. But as soon as I do, I'm making healthy food choices the day of, the day before. I use flexible dieting. I push out my breakfast to later on in the afternoon. I what have high fibrous foods keep me fuller for longer i reduce some of the carbohydrates that i have due to the fact that i know i'm going to be drinking beers that for all the world what will be up in my calories that evening and from that then as soon as i i try not to get a, a takeaway that's kind of a good willpower and as well as that then i get up the next morning shake it off don't feel sorry for myself and get straight back onto my daily uh, food for breakfast is the porridge and eggs. It's a complete protein in the eggs. It's a complex carbohydrate, which is a slow release of energy. And typically then I have fruit with it then as well to sweeten it up. And as well as that, I might have some cinnamon, which is high in antioxidants. And I kind of like the taste as well. Again, you see, it goes back to the healthy habits. All right. Forming these habits, when you form these habits and you do these things in a regular basis, you get from where you are to where you want to be. And and that that's kind of some of the key things that I use myself for keeping on track. I use goal, goals. I uh, have notice boards. I make decisions off the back of, will this benefit me? What am I doing today? What choices do I make? What choices will I make that benefit me? What foods am I eating at lunchtime? Are they in conjunction with what's on my board that I wrote down that no one has forced you to do, right? Then, am I going to the, am I doing my heat exercises? Am I getting my 10,000 steps? Am I tearing muscle fibers? Am I on a program in conjunction with what I want? Because if you don't know what you want, you'll take what you get, all right? That's another classic. I, I, I'm really all about sayings. I love them. I have them written up on these notice boards here. Some of them are in front of me. <laughs> and yeah, you can't get enough of them because they're so simplistic and they they work in so many different ways of life. Another way of staying on track as well. Like some people think, oh, I have to have a program or I have to, you don't have to have a program, but it just helps with some people. Because some people, they'll go into a gym and they're not sure of what exercises to do. They'll end up going in there and for all the world, they'll end up chatting to Mary. They'll, they'll oh, I haven't seen, haven't seen Paul in a while. What's Paul up there? Hey, Paul, how are you doing? And then 
Paul's gone, that's 10 minutes gone, and I'm already 15 minutes here in the gym. And then, I, then I'm kind of going, wow, what did I do today? Um, so I think, yeah, right. I used to do it too. When I first started going to the gym, I used to run into the gym. Yes, going to the gym. Bang it in. What's up next? Right, I'm on to, uh, yeah, I'll do leg press. I'll do a few squats. I'll do a bit of benching. I'll do that machine. Every, did one rep, or sorry, 10 sets, 10 reps of each exercise on every machine in the gym. Right, come out, full body, done, dusted. But what I wanted was to gain muscle. I wanted to be stronger. I wanted to gain muscle. But what I was doing wasn't in alignment with my target, my goal. You see, because then if I had the notice boards back then, I would have known that, or I wanted to gain muscle. Then how do you, how do you gain muscle? I asked myself that question. Going back to that quote, intelli- more intelligent people ask good questions. So when you have these, ta- these goal boards and these notice boards in your house, it can be a piece of paper. It can be up on your fridge. It doesn't have to be what um, a notice board, but it has to be down. It has to be visual. Because when you see something, you think about it, and when you think about it, thoughts become things for all the world. But I'm not saying that you need to go to the gym. I'm not emphasizing you need to go to the gym. I'm not saying that you have to go to. There's other, there's other there's other sports. There's other activities that you can do. You can swim. You can jump. <laughs> you could join the athletics team you could do hit exercises crossfit you name it whatever you like doing you do it for you if it gets you closer to where you want to be you're much more likely to do it because if you do more things that you like and less of the things you don't like it's going to in a nutshell give you a happier version of you alright these are oh I have another one just popped into my head a training partner for accountability. If some people are not keen on either getting into a program or signing up with a personal trainer, having someone that you can go to the gym with. These are a good it's it's a good indication that they're you're together, right? So there's another one. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. So if you have a training partner, there's accountability. So they're for all the world, they're for you. Do you say you're going to the gym, depending on when it fits your life schedule, going to be there at 8 o'clock, going to be there at 7 o'clock in the morning. Right, getting that in before I go to work. Right, they have to be there. We only have an hour. What's the session? If, for all the world, you take one session, she takes or he takes the next session and after that. You see, it's a kind of a, a balanced thing that if... You're not up, and you can have a challenge. You can challenge yourself, compete against each other. Some people do well at that, and some people don't do well at that. You see, these are just a couple of ideas that I'm throwing out to you, you guys. Some people might rather get on a program, follow the program, in and out, in an hour, no talking, music on, getting the zone, getting it done. All right? And as well as that, tips for staying on track. I would always base the exercises with or that make sure that they are in a line with back to the goal board what do you want alright what's the best way to lose fat best way to lose fat is the one that you'll do on consistent basis to get you your 
fitness goal. Get you to your fitness goal. You see, if you don't like it, you won't do it consistently. So for all the world, if I said, all right, John, I want you to make sure that you hit four training sessions a week and you're doing these exercises and I want you on this type of diet on chickley, chicken, broccoli, broccoli and rice. And John's not, John might do it for the first week. John might only get in three sessions the next week. And by the fourth week, he is lagging off and he says, oh God, I'm out the gap. I have enough of this. I can't do it anymore. I, I just, I don't enjoy it. Right? That's another thing. That's going to nail you. You have to do things that you like and enjoy. All right? To do it consistently and over a long, prolonged period of time. All right? These are some of the tips that I'm going to pass on to you today. This is my first podcast. If you enjoyed it, I hope you did as much as I did recording it. All right? I'm passionate about fitness. I'm passionate about you reaching your fitness goals. All right? And stay tuned for next week's podcast. All right, stay classy and keep it organic.